0: The audio podcast edition of Farlands or Bust is made possible by support from fans on Patreon. Visit patreoncom Mack to keep this series commercial free. Hello, ladies and gentlemen. My name is Kurt. Welcome back to Farlands or Bust for your episode six hundred and one. 601 episodes of farlands a bus begins now as we continue walking to the farlands in minecraft beta 173 with with a, an inventory full of random blocks and cobblestone and gravel and sand and pork chops and beds and crafting tables and whoops did I just throw something that I actually needed um, no I think we're good We do need Wolfie, and we do need to continue walking west here for, like I said, episode 601. Wednesday, August 17th, 2016 is when this episode is being published. And we are avoiding falling into caves as well as raising money for Child's Play charity. We've got a little fundraiser going on over at farlandsorbus.com. Right there on the homepage you will see the Child's Play charity widget. And uh, be able to donate, trying to raise $60,000 for that cause this season, season six of the series. Currently at $38,755.39, 64% of the way there, 64% of the way indeed. What is this orangeness I see in the distance? Okay, it's fire. I'm like, what? This'll be a little bit early for the sunset. No, no, it's just forest fire caused by some liquid hot magma. But yeah, farlanesofbust.com. Go oh. check that out and donate if you can. Like I said, they help. Did I say? I might have said. I've said before, but they help get uh, Child's play Charity does, gets uh, toys, books, games to kids in hospitals around the world. Around the world. Right, wolves? Guess not. Whoop! was that you? Yeah, that was probably you instead of Wolfie. What's the matter you? Was that you? Ooh. Neat. Uh, do we need... we can always use a little bit of extra wool. We don't have... oh yeah we do. We can always use some extra wood as well. Um, What was I gonna say? Oh, thank you everybody for your uh, support and kind words. And i even got quite a few donations to Child's Play Charity in honor of episode 600. Of the series, got a lot of good feedback from that, so I do appreciate that. Uh, we're not going to be doing a six-day episode today. Uh, we're gonna go back to the normal three-day episodes. Talking of the the Minecraft days, that is trying to trying to preserve some 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 sanity and uh, uh, voice as well. Oh, careful, Wolfie! Um, oh, this is interesting. Ah, careful, Wolfie! <laughs> All right, you know what you know what this calls for. This is a good place to not push Wolfie off the edge. Let's just have you sit down. We're going to create an artificial waterfall. That's not exactly how I anticipated that going, but an artificial waterfall indeed. Woof, Wolfie likes it. Should look pretty cool from the outside, right? Trying to make it... Will that do anything? No, that'll make it look dumb. Alright, yep, we just made it look dumb. Good job, Kurt! Um let's yep. carefully grab Wolfie and take a little trip. oh Alright, that might hurt Wolfie. <laughs> Maybe. Will this spawn down here? Yeah, 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 just spawned. No, I got a little bit got a little bit wet. And there we go. Whatever mobs or skeletons exist down there are now a little bit uh a little bit drowned, drowned upon. Alright, maybe not as fantastical as I'd hoped, but uh, we did it, and we survived, and we're continuing on. A couple uh, a couple things happened while we were away in the Vig game news world. No Man's Sky came out. No Man's Sky. Gotten a lot of messages even leading up to it, wondering if I wanted to play that or whatever, and certainly it, it held uh, interest. No Man's Sky came out on the PlayStation 4, and then we found a spawner. Uh, It came out on the PlayStation because... uh, Way way back when... Oh, (laughs) this is bad. (laughs) Way back when... um, Actually, it was after... I was a little bit surprised. It was after it was announced. Got a lot of hype. In anticipation from the uh the E3 trailer. And then Sony decided now this is something I didn't realize, but in looking it up, I thought that like Sony Hi! Whoa! How did I place that torch over there? I'm a I'm a ninja. Alright, let's let's check out let's actually break this thing. These take forever to break in Minecraft beta one seven three, don't they? Oh my goodness! There we go. What do we got? Oh, what do we got? Oh, I'll take the iron. Iron. That's about. That's about all we're, we'll be uh, collecting from these. Did I pick up something else weird? Oh, from these folks as we continue on. Uh, yeah, they didn't. They didn't buy Hello Games, who's who makes No Man's Sky. Uh, they just assisted with marketing. Was I guess their their arrangement? Because um, whenever I heard that news, I was like, oh, <laughs> you know, it was always I, I don't know. Just being as somebody who, who who enjoys indie games or whatever, they tend to uh, remain a bit more indie gamey when they they aren't bought out by large corporations. Uh, so that was a little bit disappointing I heard when that happened and I think I think and and basically the response once it came out on PC was was mixed at best and I think a vast majority of that is is just silliness just like the silliness uh, and by silliness I mean uh, horrible and perpetuated and and over exaggerated cultural weirdness that goes on in the gaming world, but uh, similar stuff regarding when they had to push back the release date a couple times. Um, but yeah, not not a good response, and I think a lot of that is probably because Sony took over marketing and ended up marketing this indie game as like a A game and also pricing this little indie game as a A console game, you know, right alongside your your Call of Duties and your, uh, duties, your, uh, your Assassin's Creed's or whatever, um, and, and that just, uh... It made a lot more people aware of it, sure, but a lot more people who probably are used to the Witchers and the, the, the Assassin Creed's and, and, you know, those sorts of AAA games, and they expected that, and when they didn't get that for their $60, uh, none, none too pleased. I'm looking at it, and I am still planning on eventually playing it, Uh, I'm I'm gonna wait for some updates to come out and they've even been announcing that there's some updates that'll Oh, this will make you happy or whatever. (laughs) Stop! Stop being so angry! We're trying to make you happy! Um, So I'm waiting for some updates. I'm also interested if more and more people play and as time goes on Will there be will it be more likely that say in exploration I will find somebody else's planet I think that would be more interesting to find somebody else's system that's already been named or found by this person. Chances are I'm never gonna find any planets or things named by people I know, but I think that would just be a little bit more interesting. Uh, it's unfortunate that you don't see any of the effects of that person, that player, uh, or anything like that. It's just in name only. But uh, but yeah, I mean, I'm, I, I kind of want to just treat it as one of my walking simulators. You know, it's, it's, a, it's a walking simulator that Tony... To- Tony? Who's Tony? That Sony, <laughs> Sony wanted to, uh, Tony works at Sony, uh, Sony wanted basically marketed and advertised as 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 not. And and as you know, walking simulators are, are a very narrow niche indeed, aren't they? So yeah, I, I'm, when I do eventually end up playing it, and I will, and I do, uh, I will kind of treat it as one of my walking simulator exploration, adventure, first-person games. Uh, and uh, I'll be looking forward to that, but I'm gonna wait a little bit for some patches and things, but also hopefully maybe some of the the universe will be a little bit more uh, explored and it'll increase our chances of finding other people's findings, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, we'll, we'll check that out. Eventually! Eventually! Um, but yeah, it is it is kind of just an unfortunate side effect. It's it's imagine 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 if not tr- made Minecraft, and instead of releasing incremental updates and pre-release updates and and the in-dev and and, and alphas and betas uh, You just saw like a a trailer, a trailer of it, and then like two years later Sony releases it for for $60 in its, you know, version 1.0 form. I think people would have a very similar reaction so that's why I feel like it's a little bit unfortunate when an indie game kind of takes on the non-indie game release thing. I, I feel like it would be a lot better regarded and accepted if they slowly released with features. Obviously also with a game like that you want to kind of release it with with a lot of the features already built in. So, so uh, I mean, I'm even thinking about like the way Kerbal Space Program uh, was developed and released and, and uh, Sure, it, it probably and, and I can actually probably guarantee you that it hasn't Kerbal Space Program hasn't made as much money as No Man's Sky has, but I believe it's created a much finer game That both developers are happy with as well as the people playing it. I think. I don't know. I'm no I'm no game business tycoon. <laughs> I'm just uh, I'm just a dude I'm just a dude. I'm just a dude and I'm about to go to sleep. And oh, no man's kindness. No man's waterness. <laughs> Continuing on this. Speaking of uh big companies ruining things <laughs> Um other news kind of obscure news, but other news Microsoft recently acquired beam.pro For those of you who are unaware, and many people are unaware, beam.pro is best described as a Twitch alternative. I wouldn't call it a Twitch competitor simply because they do not have the the market share to even be considered such a thing. But basically, yeah, beam is kind of an independent... Was an independent, excuse me. (laughs) Uh, Was an independent live streaming, gaming centric, live streaming platform and, and you know, they'll, they they give you a bunch of buzzwords that they're focused on the interactivity and the people in the chat can affect the games and uh, earn achievements as, as a viewer and a streamer and uh, Kind of the big thing, the big selling point is, at least for their partners, there's like zero latency streaming So, you know, on Twitch when you ask a question in the chat uh, the streamer doesn't see it for 15, 20, 30 seconds or whatever um, just by default, like that's not even an option. You can optionally delay it even more, but just as the default performance on on Beam it's it's instantaneous. I was watching uh, when Fultron was streaming over there I, like, said hello or asked a question, and he, like, immediately responded. I'm like, this is weird. I, this I feel like this is some sort of intrusion of privacy. How do you know about me? Not from 30 seconds in the past. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, that's, like, a big selling point. But basically, Microsoft acquired Beam um, for an undisclosed amount or terms uh, to integrate into their Xbox Live department. And you know, normally this is kind of like, oh, okay, company purchases, small company, you know, startup, whatever thing. Uh, And I think Beam has only been around since the beginning of the year, uh, 2016, January, February, 2016, I think, if I'm not mistaken. But, uh, but yeah, it's a little bit, and everybody's, kind of positive and it has a little bit of... Uh, it's kind of surged a bit of uh, interest in Beam and there's been more, a little bit more uh, traffic there from what I've checked on occasionally. But it's a little bit... Uh, I'm, I'm perhaps a little bit more pessimistic about it just because I've seen so many times these early startup web companies, web services, even little, you know, web utilities, just very specific things. Very early in their uh, development, get bought up by AOL or Yahoo or, or, or Google or, or uh, here at Microsoft, obviously, and 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 it's in, instead of how you would imagine, say something like Twitch. Twitch existed and grew a significant market share before being bought by Amazon. So Twitch was already established, as opposed to this Beam. Isn't really established, so you gotta imagine Microsoft obviously is not buying any sort of user base because they have no user base. If you go on Beam at any given time, uh, the top streamers have maybe 59 viewers or something like that. That's that's the number one channel that's that's being viewed on on, on Beam or whatever, uh, and that's no reflection of the talent or anything. That's just the the traffic to the site and the fact that Twitch has a monopoly. Uh, so you, you know that Microsoft hasn't bought them for its user base uh, For even its platform, because the platform isn't established So you think, and also yeah. the fact that there have been no terms disclosed or, or, or values disclosed for the acquisition I think it's probably simply a talent acquisition oh. Since Beam is headquartered right there in uh, Redmond as well um, Just a talent acquisition which congratulations bravo to the talent for for getting hired by Microsoft uh, and a technology acquisition so I'm not I'm not too uh, I'm not too optimistic about the future of beam.pro from this and and why do I care you may ask well because I would like for Twitch to have competition cuz then that would force Twitch to improve once everybody heard about this beam based on this acquisition having zero latency streaming, everybody started asking, hey, well, why can't Twitch do that? Uh, you know, it's these sort of things. Competition breeds uh, progression and, and improvement. Uh, I would like Twitch to have a competitor, uh, just like I would like YouTube to have a competitor, but it is not; it does not have a competitor, and we can see the problems stemming from that as well. And you can already also see some problems stemming in Twitch from its monopolistic status uh, So yeah, that's a little bit concerning for me So I'm not, uh, I'm kind of just saying this so that like eight months from now when Beam shuts down I can be like, "Yeah, I told you so <laughs> I, don't, I don't know who I'm telling so, but uh, yeah, I've just seen this so many times in the past there, There's uh, the only example I can think of right now is uh, there was this, before there was Twitch Alerts or not? Yeah, not not Twitch alerts. What the heck am I talking about? No, uh, uh a TweetDeck or any of these uh, t- Twitter apps. There was this website called Brizzly. Brizzly, as far as I was aware, and I, I signed up for them. Brizzly were the first to use inline images and and kind of do their nested replies, which now TweetDeck and and Twitter is doing. Uh, the first to fully integrate built-in uh, link shorteners, and yeah, this was all stuff as, as an old Twitter user, userer uh, These were all things you had to do manually Like if you wanted to share a link and you didn't want to go over your 140 character limit, you had to go to uh, Some link shortener sites, uh, tiny URL, make your custom link and then copy and paste it back to Twitter uh, You know replies You had to manually type in who you were replying to there were no you couldn't reply to a specific tweet. retweets You had to actually type RT And then copy and paste the tweet, you know. Uh, This was all stuff that was integrated into Brizzly. But then early on, Brizzly was purchased by AOL. And they had a very... I'm saying this because they had almost to a T the exact same letter to their users that Beam.pro recently published on the acquisition of Microsoft. Oh, this is an exciting time. We're looking forward to the future and being integrated with this team and having more access uh, to provide this service uh, and and improving our service uh, and technology uh, in the future, very similar. And then two or three months went by, and noticed that no, there there haven't really been any new uh, new features added to Brizzly here. There really haven't hasn't been anything new. Three four months later, hmm, there's all these bugs that we're noticing, and they're not responding to to them being fixed. We're not hearing anything from the people who worked at Brizzly. And then, sure enough, five, six, I can't remember how many months. It was months later, maybe nine months at the most. Well, Brizzly's shutting down. Thank you for all your support throughout the years. So, and it's just like, oh, but this, you know, tweet deck, I don't even think existed yet, or it was just kind of, or it was only it was only the desktop app. You couldn't get it on the web app, and uh, was just, there was no good... Uh, replacement is like, oh, like, oh, <laughs> obviously started to be suspicious of that and I think I probably even found a replacement uh, when I realized that none of the bugs in Brizzly were being updated. So I'm just, I'm curious. I'll be watching, uh, I'll be watching oh. what happens. I'll be watching you what happens to, to Beam. I hope that's not what's gonna happen because like I said, I want there to be competition. I was almost a little bit, uh, I really hadn't heard that too much about Beam. Uh, But then I I signed up for Twitch and there uh, I upgraded my partnership to the, I renewed my partnership so I could get that sub button I kind of almost wish I had considered Beam as well because then I could have been top streamer on Beam Uh, no, none of you guys would have followed me to Beam. What am I kidding? (laughs) Um, so, I mean, I kind of wish I had kind of checked out their their system and their uh, partnerships or whatever prior to doing that to have that competition. Not only competition for the viewers, but competition and options for the streamers and talent. Um, but I didn't. And so now I'm locked in with Twitch regardless, so I can't really do much myself to to support Beam. But yeah, it's uh, just all the language and the letters. The fact that, uh... They're being integrated into the Xbox team, and yeah, I could see them integrating these uh, systems or technology, or at least just using the talent to integrate some sort of capture or live stream integration into Xbox and Xbox Live. Uh, but I'm not—I I do not foresee Microsoft. You know, Microsoft isn't in the business of of buying companies and then investing in them to make them great. They're just interested in buying already great services or companies and then just reaping the profits, obviously. it's uh, that's, that's the way I see it. You know, it's similar, if you look at it, the way Google bought YouTube. YouTube was already kind of established, so it had that going for it, but when Google bought YouTube, they also had their Google Video and they kind of tried to replace YouTube with Google Video. They were really pushing Google Video for a while until they realized that the people who were used to YouTube And then YouTube started to grow as far as its user base and people uploading there. They simply abandoned Google Video instead. But had it been a little bit different, I could have very very easily foreseen that they would have just taken the talent and the technology from YouTube and turned it into Google Video. And then it would have been integrated with Google Plus too. And they would have taken down Google Reader and everybody still would have been upset. (laughs) Oh, man. So yeah, like I said, I'm no, I'm no business person. I don't know contract law or anything like that. And I'm sure there's just as many anecdotal stories that you can reply with uh, about companies being bought by bigger companies and them not being shut down as, as I can come up with the otherwise. So, uh, yeah, hopefully, things are not as I foresee. I foresee going to sleep and continuing in the morning. And awakeness. And awakeness indeed. And a continuing on this, let's feed Wolfiness here, why don't we? Hey, you. Boop. Um, oh, I need to fill up my water buckets. Boop. Boop. Nice. And let's make some torches while we're at it as well. A little bit worried I was going to run out in that uh, zombie spawner. Uh, let's grab a little bit of a little bit of more of this uh, woodsy stuff, and let's answer some questions. Do answer some do- answer some questions from donors to our child's play charity fundraiser. Uh, first of all, a little bit of a shout out to Emily for your generous donation to child's play charity. Emily said that they wanted a shout-out but didn't have a question So you're getting a shout-out regardless even without a question for your generous donation Emily, thank you very much for your assistance and support, and for being an awesome Farlander On the other hand, this person, Cone with their donation asked Great job in Sweden! That E30 sure is a great drive. Uh, This is in reference to Conelanders. We've got a Dirt Rally League and the previous event was in Sweden, Snowy Snowy Sweden and the BMW E30 to which I drove to great success but did not record! Did not record, I just drove for fun. Played a video game for fun, what is this? Um, yeah, I just played and I didn't record. That's probably why I did so well. I think I ended up in fifth. I was one tenth of a second behind the guy in fourth and I know exactly where I lost that 1 tenth of a second. Uh, there was like a right three past uh, the junction uh, But I misheard that and I thought the left junction was the turn and not the right three So I kind of did a little fake out and, and screw up there. Dang it! So yeah, I think that's the first time I finished in the top ten, certainly in the top five, in a in a Cone League dirt rally race, and that was that was I even finished, even finished better than 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 Cone Dager there. He was driving a, a different car, on a bet, because it was a much more difficult car to drive. So uh, we don't need to pay attention to that. Uh, but yeah, I'm I'm I'm, I'm really I'm, I'm kind of. I'm beside myself that I didn't record that, but I think I did so well because I wasn't distracted with recording and making commentary uh, Cone continues Does it give you an inspiration to add one of those to your classic car bucket list, the, the BMW E30? I do like I do like the old BMWs I do like the old BMWs indeed There was a... What was it? One of those car uh, YouTube channels, Petrolicious, Petrol, mmm, Petrolicious. <laughs> uh, <laughs> they they did a, a, a story on somebody's BMW, but it wasn't it wasn't an E thirty, and it wasn't an M car either. But it was just like a, a quirky, like rare. Car that really oh. nobody wants because it isn't either of those cars. I can't remember what it was, but I mean th- those seem really cool. Although I, I, I imagine, I could be wrong, but I imagine maintenance on thirty or twenty year old German vehicles is probably not too easy to come by parts and and uh, fixes and things like that. But yeah, I do like I I I appreciate those. Uh, but that seems like more of an advanced advanced uh, bucket list car. Than, than, say, a little bit, something easier to find parts for, uh, which which also Cone continues on. What is it about the Zs that really drew your attention? Well, I've got this screwy friend from across the country who decided to introduce the Z cars to me. He's talking about the, the Datsun 240, 260, 280 Zs. Um, classic Japanese sports car, and um, yeah, I honestly hadn't considered them or or even knew they existed before you introduced them to me, because I was talking about uh, potential for for getting a quote-unquote fun car, Um, and and that popped up, and, and it really, I don't know, it is, I guess, the fact that I don't see too many of them. I think in my time here in the last year and a half, I've only seen two on the road, Actually, one on the road. And uh, last month, I saw him, I was driving by a garage, uh, and uh, like a mechanics garage uh, shop. And one was that one of the doors was open, and one was in the uh, in the shop there. I was gonna be like yoink, but uh, <laughs> yeah. I mean, I haven't seen too many. I haven't even sat in one. Uh, but I really like the look of them. It's kind of that I apparently have an affinity for the. Sport Coupe hatchback sports car. Because I also mentioned I really liked the uh, uh the Porsche 944 look. It's that kind of just a classic uh look. Look whenever I whenever I drew a sports car as a kid in my drawings, uh that's kind of the shape I would make. Um although the I'm starting to think that the Porsche the 944 is a little bit too much um Sixteen Candles, wasn't that the, the, the one, you know, kind of 80s teen <laughs> movie? Uh, a little bit too much of that, but uh, but yeah, I mean that's it Just they're affordable as well, uh, you know, relatively speaking for, for a decent one. Uh, that's always helpful uh, They're affordable they, from what I hear and what everybody tells me, is that the, the mechanicals of them are, are very easy and reliable and easy to maintain. Uh, as opposed to the body, it, it's hard to find one that hasn't been rusted back into the earth. Uh, as opposed to, say, your Porsches or your, your German automobiles are perhaps a little bit more sketchy on the mechanical fronts. Uh, so I mean, yeah, that's that. All that stuff attracted me to them. I'm still, I'm, I'm poking around some local Z clubs and dancing clubs to see if they have any events or anything. Obviously, nobody does anything here in, in Phoenix in the summer because it's 110 degrees Fahrenheit out. But uh, yeah, I've been poking around those to see if they'll have any events. I'll pop by. But yeah, I, I've not really ever seen one up close or even sat in one. It it very well may be that I sit in one for the first time and be like, nope, this is not for me at all. They are very small, I will say, but they are very small and that's a little bit off-putting for me with my six-foot-two stature Um, and and just in general small cars make me a little bit worried safety-wise, getting plowed over by a Escalade or something like that, but uh, I'm still keeping them in mind. I'm still trolling the Craigslist forums looking for any new ones popping up for sale or anything like that, but I'm I'm, I'm even also, it's easy to consider Like an entry-level fun car, just like an old uh, uh, Ford Falcon, you know, mid-60s or something like that. Uh, Like, really reluctantly, but I think classic car, easy mode, would definitely be an old Mustang. uh, Just because they are everywhere. I'm assuming parts and things are easy to find, you know. And you can find varying conditions of varying vehicles of varying cost But I'm really not a Mustang guy, so I don't even think I want to delve into that My real interest lies in the hot rods and the old 50s and before cars But that seems a little bit advanced Uh, That seems you either got to find one that's already really in good condition, and which means it's going to be expensive, uh, or you got to be in the mood to do a full restoration, which I am not. I am not at all. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of that's kind of my kind of interest in in the Z cars, I suppose. Uh, but we'll see. I'm in. I'm in. I'm in no rush, and there's there's certainly going to be even more time to uh, think about that uh, in the future here. An anonymous donor asks, What is your favorite drama movie? I, like you, rarely have actual favorites, but one of my top picks is The Departed. The Departed is okay. The par- Departed is good. Um, I mean, the the kind of... Again, the, the easy answer would be like The Shawshank Redemption or something like that. Yeah, I don't know what my favorite drama movie would be. It's hard to even categorize movies uh, into like drama and stuff. Um, We actually don't need that many more pieces of wool, so we'll leave that be. Yeah, um, hmm. I'm trying, I, I'm trying to, I, and I've actually, this question has been here for a little bit. I've been trying to think of one. Like, if one popped into my head, I would have written it down, but I, nothing has popped into my head. Departed was was all right. Um, Shawshank Redemption. Like, it's hard, like, what is the, is, is Interstellar a drama? It's not my favorite movie at all. Uh, is 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 uh, Lord of the Rings drama? There's dramatic elements. How do you, how do you... Fix things into those puzzle pieces. I don't know. See, so, yeah, I um, and I'm not. I haven't been doing movies that much lately. I ha- I can recommend. I did see the recent Ghostbusters, the new Ghostbusters movie. That that that's just a good time. That's just a fun movie to go watch and enjoy movies. And that's kind of that's kind of the way I'm meaning... I've I've already talked about this many times about how when I saw uh, the Revenant. Yeah, okay, Oscar-winning, best movie, actor, director, whatever. But it just bummed me out, man. <laughs> like, I don't, don't want to go to a place and watch a movie to be bummed out. So maybe I'm kind of focusing more on fantasy and action and comedy more so than, than drama and sadness and, and struggle <laughs> more so. Uh, I don't know. So that's maybe another reason why I can't think of drama movie, I mean, also, well, I mean, like, what, what would you call like uh, the Great Escape? You know, I'm trying to think of like classic. Is that considered drama? Is that because it's a, a war movie? Is that a different? Is that is there's some there's some action in there? Is you know suspense thriller? I don't know. <laughs> what what do you call all these things? Categories. Nothing fits into a little tiny categorical box anymore. Can't figure it out. Speaking of boxes, let's place down our crafting table and make a couple beds here for the next episode I want to remind everybody to head over to farlandsbus.com click on that little donate button that's right there on the home page to donate to Child's Play Charity helping us get to that $60,000 goal for season 6 and then when we do that we schedule and hold the Flabathon celebration when we finally find out how far we've walked by pressing F3. So I do appreciate the continued support for that, the continued support for Farland's Bust here in episode 601. My name is Kurt. Thanks so much for watching. I will see you next time. I told you so.